October 22nd, 2019 marks the first day of the 74th season of the National Basketball Association. We're pumped, and we know that you are too. So what better way to get ready for this monster season ahead than doing a full season preview? We're here to talk storylines going into the next season, like who is the real king of LA? We're going to talk awards, like who's the next MVP? And we're going to make full season predictions like who gets into the playoffs and who's going to win the next ring. Let's dive in. Let's do it. This is the Upshot Podcast. We're about to break down the biggest moments in the NBA. And why they matter now. This is the Upshot Podcast. Ben Atkins here with you with the Upshot Podcast, and today I'm joined by Nick Atkins, Marshall Robertson, and Joe Baltz, and woo, this is a season preview. Yes, it's a little here. It's ah, here. I'm excited. God, season preview. I feel like basketball just ended like two days ago, and it has sucked <laughs> without it. It's been tough. It's been tough. I think if you're like us, you've been in sort of a mode where mm. you are excited about the season that's coming up. You're excited about what's about to happen, and... Today, we're going to talk about all the big storylines, all the things that are happening, all the things that you need to know to be ready for the season and to get as hyped as we are about it. And I'm sure if you're listening right now, you're as hyped as we are anyway, but uh, get ready to take it up a notch because this is what is going to be happening. So we've got several categories of things that we're going to be covering on this particular uh, version of the pod. And uh, we want to know, of course, if you're listening, uh, what are you excited about? So make sure you let us know. But let's dive in. Let's get into it. So the first category that I want to get into, and no no waste of time because we have so much to talk about on this one, is old faces and new places. <laughs> this this one is absolutely huge. There was an off season and a free agency like we have never seen. It was before. nuts. Yeah. Literally, I don't think we've ever seen it before. No, the no, biggest craziest one ever. Nothing like what we've seen before. So let's get into folks that you know we love. We've loved these people for years, or we haven't loved them, but they've changed spots. And it's dynamically affected the league, and it's going to be really interesting this year. So, who do you guys got around the horn um, that has changed places? What What are you excited about? Number one's easy: Kawhi and Paul George. Um, God, it's going to be so. And good. what's well, I feel so silly about it because I didn't see it coming. I mean, it, I felt like it was just surprise after surprise after surprise. I really didn't think Kawhi was going to stay in Toronto. I thought there was a chance he may be going to the Lakers, and then you find out, kind of all in one. He's going to the Clippers, and Paul George is coming too, which nobody was talking about. Paul George, no. that happened to the be best, a trade. The two best two-way players in the Absolutely. league, right? I think so. Right, Paul yeah. George. Now, Paul George is—he may be the six million dollar man, but I mean, the guy has been operated on so many times, and I'm not sure if he has a good shoulder. He's got titanium in his leg, but the first at least three quarters of last season, he's in the MVP race, well, and I think, and I think he's leading at some portions yeah. of it. So he's still got it, yeah. And I think he's with the guy who's going to be able to explain to him, "Hey, man, you can take a night off every now and then, <laughs> right? We can we can rely on some other folks." So hey, I'm I'm more excited about that team. Yeah, the X factor there is that they chose to play together. I think that whenever yeah. you see these stars come together, and they you want have to. you have uh, Leonard go into the organization and say, "I want him, you get him, I'm coming." I think even Paul George pulls into that, and I think that's maybe the most fierce part of that team is that, yeah. that the two superstars want to be there and want to play together. Well, speaking right. of stars that want to play together, let's look what's going on in Brooklyn. So obviously we're not going to see it this year because KD Boom. is hurt. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm, I love the Nets. Listen, man. I really so like Jay Z. Jay Z, if you're listening, love you, buddy. Uh, so I I think. Obviously, we're, we're going to miss KD this year, but still, Brooklyn's going to be in the conversation. They made it to the playoffs last year. So you trade out, you trade out 
D'Angelo, you get Kyrie. They're going to be a playoff team this year. I think so too. The like, East, the, the East, they're playing. It's yeah. weak enough. They're playing JV basketball they're, in the yeah, East. Yeah. So I mean, Kyrie, you know, they have, Kyrie, and LeVert. You, yeah. yeah, LeVert, uh, Spencer mm-hmm. is solid. Like I, I think they've got some pieces there. So they're gonna they're gonna survive this year, but then when they get KD back next year, it's gonna be even better. It's so be fun. Let, let me just throw this out here: KD is out for how long? How long have year. we estimated? A full year. He should be coming back. Uh, so so here's what I want to throw out there. Um, let's say that the Nets extend into the postseason postseason somehow. Yeah, and we're we're up against some Titans that we're about to talk about. Yeah, sure. or you know you know maybe. <laughs> but what are the odds that maybe we see him? I th- no I think. You, know, oh, you think no? I'm going to say no way. You're saying no? I think I think we could. I'm going to say no way. Joseph what's, Sy, new owner. What's uh, the storyline of him getting hurt? I mean, it's because he pushed it in the playoffs, exactly. right? I Why mean, would like, you ever take yeah, that Yeah, it chance. would literally be swallowing the Look, same thing. People are going to show up in Brooklyn just to see Kyrie. And I wouldn't show up for it. I'm not a big fan, but they're going to have a good team. They're the best team in New York. It's a great market. They've got a new owner who really cares. They're going to pour money into the franchise, and more money is going to go into it. I think this year, the ceiling's good. You know, Kyrie's probably going to find some ailment in the playoffs, so they'll lose him. <laughs> they'll lose probably in the first or second round, and then next year we're back full well, Nick, force. Nick, you're a contract guy. What's his contract? What do you do? You know do you Kyrie's know contract. No, you know KD's contract. It was a max, right? Look, I was trying to think of the the because uh, because I think there's a narrative out there like. Is there a chance that we never see yeah. KD play in a Brooklyn jersey? There's definitely, folks. I think there's about a narrative that. there. Yeah. So I mean. He lives it's in he lives in New York for a year. Comes along. He's a celebrity in New York for yeah. a year without ever having to play, and people are talking about this that he you know he may get a better opportunity and something may happen. Which crazy, but people are talking about yeah. it. Yeah, mm. um, his loyalty's been tested before. You know, I'm going to get into the next <laughs> you know new old face and new place. AD joins LeBron. And before, oh, of course, you're going to talk about this. Before, one. You know, Lakers, Lakers guy. guy. Before I get into this, because I want to hear your thoughts on AD, but I feel like this is it. This is the final push for LeBron James. Sure. And I feel like he, what I always love about LeBron, whether you love LeBron or hate LeBron, he's very conscious of legacy. And I feel like he understands very much where he sits right now, the good things that he's done. And, you know, he's always going to be in the conversation of best player ever. But this is where he could put the exclamation mark on it, and he's set up the pieces, and it's it's AD. He's putting a lot into this. So, you know, as a Lakers fan, I get excited, but I also see the potential for an explosion here. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you guys think with AD? A few thoughts with AD and the Lakers in general. First, the rest of the team is not that great. I know we, have, we probably have some Kuzma believers in the room. I'm not all that high on Kuzma, and also Kuzma and – and, and uh, AD technically play the same spot. And AD has said, I'm not playing center. He's going to end up playing center. They'll probably just tell him, no, 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 you're a four. It's fine. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it. But uh, AD's injury prone, okay? It, we haven't had that problem in a while, but he is injury prone. LeBron is older, is injury prone. It's really going to be – There's. I, I'll just call it now. They're not going to win the West. I feel very strongly saying that the Lakers are not going to win the West. I Agreed. think LeBron's going to play 60 games. AD will play 65 to 70 games. How are they going to build – and continue to build going forward. I think Andre Iguodala and Memphis would be a great fit for them. The problem is, and the Seriously, problem, if you guys could call, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great because Memphis we'd, fans we'd would love really to dip love out that. of that. Yeah. But, but the problem with, look, he'd be great on the Clippers or the Lakers, Agreed. and both of them would want him. They gave up everything they had. They've right. got nothing to give, There's no and they also don't there. have the cap space for it because they've paid two players so much money. However, what if 
there's a role in Space Jam for Andre Iguodala. Like, oh, could we possibly dude. get him? In- so the, yeah. that, that <laughs> changes the, everything. The Grizz probably buy him out, and then he gets a, a co-star, co-billing role in Space we Jam. We pay too. him a million dollars to play in L.A. Iggy can act. And then we put him in Space Jam for eight million. I don't know. Something, something I, I, crazy. I like it. I like it. I, I think it's, it's a pot. We've, we've seen this move already. Uh, I, with, I think, uh, the, with I think the Lakers are built for the playoffs, so it's just where what are they going to, how broke down will they be when they get there? And I don't That's mean exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, season. like you if really they could are. somehow get in between a four and six seed, in yeah. my opinion, like I think that team is good enough to, to uh, win again, the West. Again, the win, pro- yeah, and I they agree They can make you. it. I just don't know what they'll look like by that the point. The problem is is that they are primed to add somebody at the deadline, but the, the money has to shake out, right. and that's the issue. And, it, it, and again, it's the same issue with the Clippers and the Lakers. They're paying AD and LeBron so much, Kawhi and PG so much, that if you're going to bring in somebody good, you're going to have to match those salaries. The right. rest of the team, you, even if you put them together, you can't match right. the salaries. Spoiler so the, alert, Bradley Beal, calling it right now. <laughs> It's coming. Nice. It's coming to LA. So moving on, a team I'm actually really excited about because um, I feel like this is going to be the possible train wreck or the big surprise this year, which is the Houston Rockets. We have Westbrook reuniting with Harden. And, you know, I would just – I would love – just because I love this program, uh, even if I don't always love the players in the program, because I love the moves that they've made over the years. And I would love to see this work out, but – it, there's some opinions about how this should actually be structured, and you know, Nick, you've got a very strong opinion about how. Yeah, this and should I'm not actually... afraid to share it. I'll yeah, share it over do. every damn podcast we do. <laughs> Go ahead. Look, you can't do it because of ego. Okay, these guys do not need to be on the floor at the same time. It's ISO ball. They're both ISO ball players, and also if you're playing ISO ball. You can maybe like I would take James Harden standing out on the corner whenever Russ is driving in. He's never going to do that, and if you flip it. If James is driving in, you put Russ on the corner. I don't want Russ shooting the threes anyway. They need to be running the one. They don't need to be on the floor at the same time. They need to change the way that they run their offense and have Russ one one level and then have James run the other. Well, and how many times are we going to cycle through the Robin to James Harden's Batman? Exactly. We've seen it. But this is why Dwight, it doesn't work. Dwight Howard, Chris Paul. Now we got Russell Westbrook. Exactly. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't is, know that he's going to find a James, second one because he doesn't want to share the ball. Is That's James right. Harden the problem? Yes. Yeah. I, I totally James Harden and his offensive he's philosophy is the problem. And that's why if you want to sit James, the problem is when James comes off the floor. But all he's doing is dribbling and everybody else is standing out on the corner. Yeah. And it doesn't work. It didn't work for Carmelo. Carmelo didn't even stand out. You don't win a championship with that. That's right. You you don't get deep into the playoffs with that. And I mean, they got they got as deep as I thought they could have with that. That's what setup. Kobe said the exact same thing whenever they asked him about uh, his mark of like what was it streak of thirty straight games with thirty points or more in in his streak. And Kobe just said, "I think it's amazing. I think what he's doing scoring wise is awesome, but it doesn't translate to a championship team. Yeah, like he's he's not going to win with the style that they're playing. He's not doing that while making his team better. He's doing it." To survive, yeah, and and he was giving him props for it, but he said they won't win. No, you know, team and ball this year. You you look at Toronto uh, this last year. Absolutely, I mean, that, that's how you win a championship. Agreed. Absolutely, uh, you rest your star, you put your star in the right spots. But that championship was not just won by Kawhi. No. That, I mean, you got to have that dynamic. And, and I to that's, be clear, that's, that's where it was one because Katie got hurt. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna see. Like, the, I think the season's gonna be run by duos. It really is. But there's a lot of individual guys yeah. who have made moves too. So you got Jimmy Butler went to Miami. Right. That's gonna be interesting to me. Like, you got Kimball Walker going to Boston. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, that could be that could be a really good move. You got D'Angelo Russell going to Golden State. You got yeah. Al Horford going to Philly. Like there's a lot of individual moves. I think they're gonna make a lot of sense in the league. I too. love I love Horford to Philly. I do too. I really do. I and really do. You take a little pressure off Embiid. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I really think it's gonna be really good. With I think Philly got better. And honestly, I know Boston lost Horford. I think Boston gets better too. I think so too. I, I think they're the top two Kimba's teams in so the good, I know. Man. I know. He's so good. Boston Agreed. Boston passed the torch down to the young guys. So you got Kyrie and Horford, both great players sure. in their own right but they have so much young talent it's like how are, how are they sharing well yeah. they're not going right. to that tatum and these guys are going to step up and i think they'll be superstars too yeah. all right let's move on to coaching changes we had a lot of big coaching changes this last year that are going to be uh, interesting so let's let's talk about that uh i mean obviously for me i'm going to start in memphis big grizzlies fan you got taylor jenkins taking over for jb bickerstaff and i'm so interested because there's a lot of energy he brings a lot of energy yeah and he, he's an x's and o's guy to me like he knows the game so I'm really interested to see how that translates on the court. And if you want to start off on the right foot with your team, get your ass and coach them at Summer League. Oh, yeah. How great was that? That I was mean, so cool. I mean, look, I, know, so cool. I, look I, I was out at Summer League this year. I understand Summer League is a bit of a truncated. It's, it's not all the stars are playing. It's, it's mostly rookies. But there is a vibe out there of we're starting up. We're building our character now. And even, I mean, Ja didn't play. Jaron didn't play for but, Memphis. But, but they, they were there. there. That's they right. were and that there. Was huge. Everybody, Everybody showed up. Right. And and these building a culture already. We talked a little bit about this uh, yesterday, but I don't think it's grit and grind anymore. And so whenever I know it's a Just great saying, I love it. I, exactly. But I think these. I think Memphis and Taylor is gonna. They're gonna run. They're gonna play defense. Run and, gun. and they're gonna play fast. And I could not be any more excited about it to be a Grizz fan. Absolutely. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. We'll see. He's like 34 years old, but he's been. He's been coaching in the G League. He was he was kind of a pop guy too. Yeah, that's right. And Which, so, I mean, how can you not get on board with that? Yeah, we'll like we'll, the pop we'll take that lineage. Yeah, I love the John Bayline story. And so you You're know, a Michigan over in Cleveland, over right. in Cleveland. Okay, right, right, yeah. right. So he he takes the Cleveland gate. I was shocked by this for a couple of reasons. I I didn't see him. He's sixty six years old. He's wow, 66 okay. years old. I didn't know he was that old. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's doesn't 60, seem that way. He's 66 no. years old. He has done a phenomenal job at Michigan. And if, and he uh, honestly, he doesn't get that much credit for being at the top of the coaching level because you've got Calipari. I, of I mean, you, you've got Krzyzewski. But he actually brought Michigan, which is not – look, frankly, it's not a traditional basketball powerhouse. And he has had them in the conversation at least over the last five to ten years. They've had a lot of good years. teams, a lot of good And ones. so I'm shocked to see one that – I wonder how that worked. I'm shocked to see that Cleveland hired him, but I'm shocked to see that he wanted it. You know what I mean? And I love that he's 66 years old. He's reached this kind of pinnacle with college, and it's, you know what, as far as an NBA team goes, there, there's no bigger rebuilding project, honestly, than going to Cleveland post-LeBron. It's still Cleveland post-LeBron, it's going to be that way for a while. So and was, there's a lot of young talent there. you got Colin Sexton, you got Darius Garland. Exactly. Like they're they're going to have some good teams to be some forward. heavy guard play in Caleb. We'll see what happens that's with right. Caleb. That's but, right. Well, but and what about Luke Walton uh, traveling north uh, yeah, a little that's, bit? That's the one I'm excited about. I think, you know, he, he basically – Good for him for getting yeah, out of there. Yeah, I was going to say, when LeBron <laughs> comes in, and this right. isn't to hate on LeBron, but, you know, LeBron's big enough to where uh, he's going to pick his coach, so to speak, and, and – and he didn't pick Luke, so um, you know he's not just gotten on a new team. Did he pick Frank on... Vogel? I think he picked Jason Kidd, and Frank's just like, oh, <laughs> but his, shit. But his squad's <laughs> solid. He's got De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley. You know, he's got. Buddy I Hill, love. I Kyle love. That's a good young team. Yeah, I mean, good like, young team. Buddy made up, made up of, of winners, That's right? Yeah. truly from the NCAA. They were and just really fun to watch this year. Dave Yeager just just kind of. I like Dave. I think he's a good coach, but it seems like with Sacramento, he's got them right there on the cusp, and it's Vladdy says so long, Dave. So so. 
you know, Luke Walton going to Sacramento, what do you guys think? What, what, what kind of year are they going to actually have? Well, the problem is they're in the West. That's the thing. Gosh, I mean, it, and, and so they were right the on fourth the fourth best team in California right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's it's, true. It's insane. They, they were right on the cusp of, of making the playoffs last year. My, I, I think De'Aaron Fox could be a top five point guard in the NBA. We're yes, going to really, yes. I think, and I, I think he's going to have a big year. So look, we'll see. The problem is, is that the, the West is so top loaded that you could be the seven to eight seed in the West and be in a phenomenal team and probably be in the top five seeds in the East, just to be frank, <laughs> and you could be going out first round. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about Walton leaving the Lakers and going to Sacramento North, uh, but then we have to fill his spot with Frank Vogel, in which we mentioned. Uh, what is that? What, what sense does that make to you guys in terms of why he's there? I was surprised by this hire. I, I Because I did. I, I think Frank Vogel's a good coach. He's a, he's a I think he was with Indiana Pacers. when, P, yeah, yeah, that's right, when yeah. PG3 was there, and he really, he kind of overachieved. The problem with this is this, and it's, Again, this is just the LeBron vortex, okay? <laughs> but LeBron kind of wants Jason Kidd. And, and I don't know what the push-pull there with Genie and the ownership and maybe maybe Magic. I'm not going to be here. I love that so much. I'm going to say it over and over. But I was surprised to see that it was Vogel immediately and not Kidd. And I also hate the idea of like, look, we know that Kidd and LeBron are boys and you're bringing him in to be the assistant coach for Vogel. I mean, if you're Vogel, it's like, well, I'm going to do the best I can here. We'll see how this works out. It's already drama, yeah. and I hate that. I hate it's that. It's L.A. Form. right yeah. now, and that's that's the so, interesting. So, thing so could LA. the Lakers going to be in Space Jam? Ooh, interesting. I bet. Could, could the is. Lakers hire Andre Iguodala to be the coach and then let Player him play? Coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like didn't we dream <laughs> about that with Jason Kidd when he was at the Nets? Like I'm yeah. like, hey, that's a that's real a twist. Real quick, just just a, I I follow, Iggy came out with a book this year, and I actually think it's a New York Times bestseller. And I love Iggy, and I and I love talking about Iggy's career because Iggy has has made a ton of money, a ton of money. He's gotten bigger contracts than you would think, and he's got rings, uh, but he has called it wrong this summer like three different times he and it with real cryptic tweets one of his tweets was right before he got traded to memphis he said something like found out just in the nick of time and he spelled it with nick so i guess he thought he was going oh. to the Knicks. and then like two seconds later he's like yeah you're going you're going to memphis yeah was, that doesn't work and it's I, rough. but he left the tweet up so maybe he didn't feel too embarrassed about it but look the, the iggy stuff is, is going to be a big storyline i think continuing yeah. going is he even going to play for memphis who knows i don't know so uh, before we get out of this monty williams phoenix what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that guy. I mean, he's loved throughout the league. Like he, he's one of those. He's one of those coaches. He's a player's coach. Everybody loves him. I think in Phoenix, it's going to be a good fit. But is anyone really going to be a good? fit? Who's a good Phoenix? fit? Phoenix? I'm going to gonna say, see if I'm I can. Not sure. Was beloved. Could be a right. Could be a black hole. Trying to figure out how I can bring up Iggy again in the Monty Williams conversation, <laughs> and I don't think I can do that. Look, Phoenix is a bit of a disaster. I don't yeah. think they had a good draft. I really like Devin Booker uh, as an offensive player, uh, but beyond that, and beyond that, Nathan. I don't know if they're going to put it together this year. Again, they're in the West. They're probably looking at tanking again and getting top five pick. And, and let's talk about that in the West. That's the big conversation. God, There's just murderers row, man. Yeah. Dominance Jeez. in the West and the East. It's just not as much. So we have you know years of Warriors dominance, uh, just domination from the Golden State Warriors, right. and uh, we, we've had the West. To, to the West has reacted to this, and and that's really what's actually going on in the West is is. Everybody reacting to the Warriors and how do you beat the They're Warriors? Trying to keep up, exactly, yeah. and it's it's been an arms race, and so you know when we get into this, let's talk about the teams here. Like, sure, if we're thinking about the West, because I think sometimes even big basketball fans don't do the separation until it comes tournament time, right? 
but let's talk about the teams that we've actually have out here. Well, and in, I think that's what that's what makes this season so enticing. We're coming up on there are so many contenders. There's not a there's not a far and away favorite. I mean, you got the Nuggets, you got the Clippers, you got the Lakers, you got the Jazz, you got the Warriors, you got the Rockets. Those are all West teams. It's exactly. amazing. Like it's gonna. I mean, those. I, I literally could see any one of those putting on a ring at the end of the year. For me, it's a doing the practice of because we're Grizz fans, and so I'm going to try to tie this back into it. But looking at, uh, I'm excited about the Grizz season. And it's looking at okay, we're in the West. We know we need to be in the top eight. Let's go through the teams real quick in the West and just top of your head. If you feel sure that it's a win, say it. Dallas Mavericks, no, not sure. Denver, definitely not. Golden State, definitely not. Houston, definitely not. Clippers, Lakers, no. Minnesota, maybe. New Orleans, maybe not. Okay, I don't. You're killing me. Oklahoma City, maybe. Phoenix, yes. Portland Trailblazers, who nobody talks about, who went to the went to the Western Conference Finals, still there. Sacramento, maybe. Spurs, always good. Utah could win the West. I mean, it is a (laughs) juggernaut. It's a juggernaut. Your team is playing any one of those teams. Exactly, it's a loss probably. And so the good thing about the West is that I think every one of these teams are going to be good. The record may not reflect that. Yeah. Well, the East looks East looks much different. You know, the East it's you can isolate it to very few teams. It's top heavy. It's top heavy. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's top heavy. And so you get in with the Bucks, you get in the Seventy Sixers, you get the Celtics, and you know those teams are going to be really fun to watch. But there's not as much drama as to who's going to come away with big things this year. So yeah, I think those you you just mentioned them. Those are those are your three favorites, and I think those are the ones are probably going to be standing at the end of the at the end of the year. Agreed. one of the big storylines for me, and I think this is this is the dominating storyline. If we if we were to rank storylines and the drama, the new players, everything moving, the one that takes the cake, and I love how this has been set up. And you know, you, you start to think, you know, do we have a writer sitting back in a back room somewhere <laughs> writing this? But the battle for LA, God. we have so good Kawhi, who I still don't think we know how smart. What what basketball IQ this guy has? You'll never know. Yeah. He'll um, never tell you because yeah. once again we get into how he orchestrated what part he had, and it's just now coming out what part he had into getting this team set up and why he moved. Uh, but the battle for LA, let, let's talk about this. We've got two teams in Los Angeles who are positioned to be monsters. Yeah. yeah. And what what do you guys think about this? What what do we got? Both, I, I, yeah. I want to start with like how he got there. I think that's what's so interesting is because this was literally literally an opportunity where the Clippers are going to be the stepchild to the Lakers seemingly always. Yeah. And not only is that where their stance is, but you got AD and you got LeBron already with the Lakers. And from all I understand from Doc Rivers' mouth is that Kawhi is going to the Lakers. Like if you don't do this, right. I'm signing with the Lakers. Like that's where I'm going. And right. whether or not that's true, I mean. Who knows? But right. he's literally going across town, and they're about to win some rings. Right. So I think the fact that he not only joined them, but didn't go to not only a seemingly about to win a championship team, but the team that's in your same arena, yeah. I think is unbelievable. I mean, yeah. like they just not changed. just your same city, yeah. Your they same arena. they flip flipped the script <laughs> completely. So I think that's yeah. that's part of the early show that makes this so enticing for everybody. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's just a beautiful, beautiful setup. And like I said, we've got LeBron, who's very legacy conscious, um, really setting himself up. This was a long play for him, getting getting eighty over there, yeah. Yeah. setting that up. But but you know what? I I really think Kawhi. This was a long play for him. I don't think he went to Toronto thinking he's staying in Toronto. I think he's always wanted to be in California. I mean, yeah. look, he goes to Toronto not by his own choosing. Sure, I mean, and so it's kind of a holdover spot, right? And that's the problem with Kawhi. If if Kawhi is Kevin, not it's not a problem, but I can't fault Kawhi. Kawhi got traded to a franchise he didn't want to go to, but he did play. Right. Okay. I know he sat out with he San Antonio, well. but he played, played well. and he he literally won the title. And so you can be a little gypped if you're a Toronto fan. He did what he wanted to do. He's from. 
California. He right. wanted to get back to California, and I don't think he's ever been that shy about it. Well, no. I think this is this is what tells the story this year. Uh, the story is who has the better supporting cast. When we get deep into the season, who has the group of guys behind them, you know, Lakers or Clippers, that is going to help them extend. I mean, get, right. Get the win when they can't get the win. Like, what, what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, right now, looking at it, it's got to be the Clips, right? Like, you've got... I, I feel like, yeah. I mean, you've got, you've got some solid pieces there, I think, that can support those two. P-Bev, Lou. I'm having a hard time it's naming... It's deeper. They're I'm deeper. I'm having a hard time naming the other guys in, in the Lakers. On the Lakers show. I, I can't, I can't but they don't play for the Lakers anymore, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're they all got traded to get <laughs> yeah. AD. Yeah. You know, and, and it's a gamble, and I think that, you know, I got to respect that gamble, because I know what they're going for, but you, you really start to wonder deep you get, into the season. You get two of the top... 10 best players in the league you've always got a chance but if, if we're if we're talking about right now who's deeper it's clippers absolutely interesting storyline let's get let's get into the next uh, section of this which is impact rookies got an interesting rookie class here and you know the most you know talked about that we'll start off is zion yeah what kind of <laughs> impact right away does zion have and what what kind of pressure do you feel right now if you are zion but what kind of impact do we have this year? Do you think for real, other than ticket sales, because ticket sales are going to be through the roof. And they're already through the roof. Yeah. Already. yeah. And it's, yeah. it's amazing what this one person has done for this team in New Orleans. But what impact is Zion going to have this year on the NBA as a whole? <laughs> I would say tremendous. I mean, here's the thing. You, I hope he stays healthy. Yeah, okay. But he is, he, storyline-wise and basketball-wise, we've, we've kicked this term around a few times. He's a supernova. I, I told when we when I was out at Summer League and he played, he only played in one game. Right. Um, the energy in the arena of just the people who showed up to fill out UNLV just to watch this guy come in and play one game was unbelievable. Now, right. what I like about what New Orleans has done, and especially what David Griffin has done, is they've actually kind of surrounded him with really good talent. Man, he's right? in a good spot. And so they've yeah. got Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's an all-NBA guy. Whether yeah. he makes it or not, he's an all-NBA guy. And then you got the guys from the Lakers who certainly have something to prove. It's a little bit of a safer environment for him. He doesn't have to carry the you load. bring on J.J. Redick. Exactly. Like, I mean, you got some exactly. pieces. And that's, that's monstrous. Yeah. So I feel like that's monstrous. I think New Orleans, New Orleans is going to be such a fun team to watch. i got to ask you guys this question. So if we're talking about Zion – is he if we're if we're looking at a scale of what we think Zion could be? I understand the hype is is akin to LeBron when he came out, and that's understandable. Okay, but hype and what we think he's actually going to be as a player is different. Yeah, from the LeBron side of the scale to let's say the Blake Griffin side of the scale, which which side do you think he tips to, and is it a disappointment? Blake Blake is a really good example to me. I see a, I see Charles Barkley. Yeah, like I, I see yeah. a guy who's going to dominate the boards. And he's going to put up points, and he's going to be a, a, a real force inside. Yeah. But I don't. I mean, he's not going to be transformative the way LeBron is because he's not going to be your. He could have twelve assists tonight. He's not right. going to be that guy. Right. But he's going to. I think he's going to dominate. Double double because guy. His but athleticism, not, yeah. but Maybe I also a agree. Sean Kemp. Yeah, yeah, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also agree yeah. that it, I, I think injuries could be that could be a deal. It really could. It's going to be scary. Well, and I, you know, Ja. I, we got to move on to John oh, now, man. John Morant. Like this is a guy, you know. I see, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I see guys that have, you know, like Zion. Of course, keys to the castle needs to stay healthy, uh, but you know, I don't see that killer instinct yet. I don't. I don't see the chip on his shoulder yet. I think things have been too great. I don't think he's been beat up enough. Do you think that's because of Big Fish Little Pond with him coming out of Murray State? Yeah. Well, no, no I, I'm not talking about Ja. I'm talking about Zion. Got oh, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Got Zion. It. Got it. I get into Ja. Ja's chip got on it. your shoulder. Oh, yeah. He I has, because he didn't get recruited I feel, heavily. I feel like this guy, it's very possible, could develop the mindset of a Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And I know that's taking a step, but, but I feel like the way that he comes into the league, 
He's always behind somebody. Right. Yep. He's in a school that nobody's paying attention to, but like you go watch this guy play and he's explosive. Oh, he's gosh. doing things that he should not be able to do and he's doing them in the face of people that he should not be doing them to. Sure. Yeah. And you know, there's an interesting relationship with him and Zion too. Yeah. And so I think he's coming into this season not just in a position of, you know, yeah, I want to play basketball, I want to do good things, uh, I want to be great, but I think he's looking at I was number 2. And I've always been number two or a lot less. Let's go out and let's do some great things. And yeah. I, I think he's surrounded with some interesting things in Memphis. What yeah, do you, what I agree. Do you and I'm so excited to watch him play, number one, because he, I mean, his athleticism just jumps off the page. Yeah. Like, he is so freaking good with the ball in his hands. So I'm really excited to see him and see him paired with Triple J. I think, I think the two of them could really turn into a high-low aspect of what the game really needs and what the Grizzlies game has needed for years. They've been grit grind. It's time to, it's time to speed it up a little bit. My question is, does his game translate to the NBA? Is he going to be a facilitator? Right. He's got to become a facilitator. And he, he showed that a little bit, but he, he kind of had to control the ball at Murray State. He really did. He had, yeah. to, he had to be the offense. But can he facilitate for Triple J and the rest of that offense? I, I'm excited to see it. I'm really pumped. What I like about him is he likes to perform. He's a performer. This is this yeah. is MJ status. That's the thing about MJ. He's a great player, but MJ liked to put on a show. He was very conscious of the show he's putting on. You watch this guy's highlight reel. He's very con. And I'm not comparing oh, yeah. him to MJ. Don't get me wrong. I don't want that to come off that way. Yeah, but yeah. like, I love the showmanship of this guy's game. He is. Yeah. And if it if he can get a little backup, and I think the backups there, if they're you know willing to develop this in Memphis, yeah. it's going to be interesting. It could be fun to watch. It's a relatively safe environment too. I, I mean, we nobody yeah. knows better than us. It's expectations it's, are low. That's right. Yeah. It's, well, you know, and that's the thing. Will will that be a good thing or a bad? Thing? By the way, they're both <laughs> cheering. Happy birthday to Jaron. Jaron turned 20 years old <laughs> the this last week. few days. Isn't that yeah. insane? I mean, guys, it, they're they're so young, and Jaron is a fantastic NBA player right already now. Yes, yes. right out of now. the box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Absolutely. So we we got to get into RJ too. RJ Barrett. Um, what do you guys think about him? I wish he wasn't playing in New York. Yeah, I, I hate it for him. <laughs> I actually think he's immensely, immensely talented. Uh, you know, again, we've talked about it before, but look, coming out of of high school, he was a higher recruit than than Zion, or yeah. they were either one for one. And at least at the beginning of this season, he was projected to be the number one pick over Zion. Now, obviously, that changed pretty quick. I think he's he seems like a really well grounded guy. He's a he's a he's Canadian, so a, another basketball reach thing. He's very familiar with Steve Nash. I guess everybody in Canada knows everybody. I don't know. <laughs> They're but, so uh, friendly. I know, but he's, he seems like he's really got it together. I loved when he came out and said, I want to go to New York. Right. I think that's such an easy and good thing to say if you're trying to build up some goodwill in New York. Because these look, if you're a if you're a Knicks fan, Man, they're aching. They're just they just get beat up yeah, all the right. time. And so the problem is if he comes out and he puts out a few clunkers right away. It's not like you put out a few clunkers in Memphis. Right. They're going to come after you. It's, right. it's media I, I think you can you can learn from losing in the NBA better than maybe you can in the NFL and things like that, where, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about players, you know, getting a little gun shy because they're getting clobbered on bad teams. But in the NBA, I mean, you're getting beat 60 a night, you know, whatever. I mean, sure. whatever it turns into, you're still getting better. You're still getting experience. You're learning how to play in front of the crowd. Sure. I mean, like, as long as Dolan's there, that organization won't be well run. But he's he's got a chance to have a career there. I mean, I, I, God, I think what a weird team he's on. Though. I know they it's, got yeah. they got like ten power forwards. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's so weird, but we'll see. How I, it I, I like to see what his game looks like uh, whenever he has to be the man. Yeah, well, he's getting a lot of publicity right now as everyone's favorite to be rookie of the year. Yeah, like, I'm reading that everywhere. Like everyone's picking him to be rookie of well, the talent's year. I'm really excited to see it. Talent is definitely there. So uh, we get into someone that has really gotten an education on how the NBA works in the last little bit. DeAndre Hunter, he has just been on <laughs> tour um, before he's ever really stepped on the court. Yeah. I th- yeah. 
yeah, he's a hawk now. I think he knew he was going to be uh, he was going to be on the Hawks. I the thing with Hunter is we didn't really know about him until the the really the tourney. Yeah. Okay. And and yeah, he got on the map. He, he seems like kind of the prototypical three and D guy. Which tourney are you talking by the way? The NCAA, NCAA tourney. NCAA, yeah, NCAA, yeah, so, NCAA okay, tourney. Just and, everyone knows. Played for Virginia. Yeah. Yep. And and he he seems like the the prototype three and D guy. And what I love about it is he's on a Hawks team which kind of similar to Memphis is that expectations are low but when you look at their roster man they're stacked they really and they and they they, kinds they drafted DeAndre and they drafted Cam Reddish who we don't know a ton about Cam but we know the ceiling is incredibly high so I think DeAndre can get plugged in with Atlanta and get some PT right now now is he going to have numbers that are going to generate what we think Zion and Art and Zion RJ and Ja would generate to be like leading the leading the pack for a rookie of the year, I doubt it. But I think he can come in and contribute immediately. Talk about draft impact: DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish last year, Trey Young, Justin Herder, who turned out to be like a Kevin Herder, Kevin, Kevin Herder, Herder yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. turned out to be a really good rookie. Like, I mean, this this is a good put him, young put team. him with John Collins. They, they've team. got a good squad. Real quick, really Darius Garland, what do you think? We don't know enough about him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the interesting thing about Garland is, is is people that we trust. I know Ryan Rosillo talks about him a lot, and and the feedback is. We just didn't get to see him in college very much. He was at Vandy. He got hurt really quickly. Right. But he's explosive. He's a facilitator. It's it's an odd mix with putting him with Sexton, I Isn't think. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, are they the same player? Yeah, they're such a it's guard heavy strange. team. But also if you subscribe to we're gonna we're gonna draft the best player, no matter who it is, yeah, where right. we are, we're drafting the best player, which I which I agree with that. Yeah. We'll just see how it shakes out. I mean, if, if anybody can figure out how to make it work, it's Beeline. Uh Honorable mentions, who do you think has, at least rookie-wise, who do you have that not on that list so far can make a big impact For this me, season? I'm all on board with Kobe White. I'm with you. Chicago. That guy, you. that guy can straight up ball. I know you saw him. Do you see him in oh, Summer yeah. League? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm guy, with you. That guy was so good. He's, there's, there's something about his game that just translates. Yeah. It just makes sense in the NBA. And in Chicago, I think it's a great spot for him. Well, they're going to get they're, they, they're going to have a full season of marketing, which I love Laurie marketing And yeah. and, and, and he's, he's a really, really good stretch for He plays almost just as fast as Ja. Yeah. And so I, th- I think what you're seeing is some of these guards coming in, they realize that they can put a premium on quickness of the game. And and he is so quick, and he he wants to run up and down the floor. He's really imp- and I love. He's got a giant fro. It's really fun to watch. <laughs> he him looks play. good. So yeah, we'll, looks and, real good. So he's got and he's got a chance to Chicago to, to really make some noise yeah. this year. I, I think Cam Reddish would be higher for me if he wasn't on the team. Y'all just said. I think in right. Atlanta there's so much talent around it and, yeah. and, and young it's talent. Not, yeah, it's it's yeah. not a bad thing. He's in a great spot. It's just you know he's not going to have a chance to shine where he might on a on a I different would say squad. maybe that's good for him. But you know he's coming off the he's Duke used team. To that. Yeah, he's coming off the Duke <laughs> team with RJ and Zion in it. And the and the knock on him is he just got swallowed up by this, and sometimes he would disappear. And I'm and, and I wonder if that's even more of a problem in Atlanta, right? I don't right. know. We'll see. But God knows he's got the talent. Everybody says he has the talent. So we'll see what shakes yeah. out with him. All right. Ability the, this year to ability to fly versus uh, <laughs> falling off the mountain. Uh, so this year, which teams are on the brink? Take the biggest steps forward. Which ones fall off? Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. What, what are we what are we thinking here with what teams go up? What teams go down this year? that you know aren't aren't the big monsters i mean i'll throw it out there i've been pretty open about this i'm really fired up for the utah jazz yeah, absolutely. i mean they, they, jazz. they've been they've been knocking on the door you got obviously i think donovan mitchell is he's, he's on the brink of becoming the next one of the next superstars in this league you got rudy gobert who is consistently maybe the best defensive player in the league and then you add a personal favorite mike conley to run that point Love out mike. there yep. i mean that's a pretty good three and they've they've got it they're a deep team if i remember right they go like eight or nine deep and they're very strong defensively they play the right way i think i think that team's going to go far this league what is mike conley going to be able to do with some weapons you know that's, that's man i mean I, I mean he's such a good facilitator number one he, i mean he's 
and he makes every locker room he goes into better, number yeah. one, because he's just a great guy. But he's such a good facilitator on the court. I think he's going to make Donovan Mitchell – I think that's he's going to be the key to making Donovan Mitchell an all-NBA or this He's year. also really not going to have to be leaned on on his body so hard. You know, I think that's in true. Memphis he's yeah. carrying the weight of the team in the city, right. and here he's getting to play the minutes that – yeah. He needs to, to play without yeah. just wearing him down through the year. Absolutely. So I'm excited to see. So so jazz jazz up. I think everybody sure. can agree with that. What about the Mavs? Man, what about the, the Mavs are going to be fun, man. You got oh, man. you got two guys that are definitely look to be perennial all stars. Yeah. Uh, How does Porzingis and, recover? Yeah, that's the question. I, I think he I think he's going to be a full go. I mean, at this point in the NBA, I mean, recovering from that kind of injury, I'm, obviously it's not Achilles. You know, I, I think he's going to be full go. And I think this is going to be a great scoring team. I mean, yeah. a great scoring team, hard to play against. I'm excited to see what they look like together. Dallas was one of my favorite league pass teams last year. Just watching Luca, so you're a full on Luca fan. I, 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 I love Luka's, watching Luca yeah, play, and so I'm I'll be watching a lot of Dallas this year. I feel like I'm going to get on a plane or get in a car and go to go to a Dallas game or two in Dallas this oh, year. Fun fun Let's do that. I feel like I feel like we have to maybe have some broadcasts from there. That sounds uh, just, fun. Just because, like I said, I feel like this is a team that is just going to be a blast to go watch. No doubt. And you know that's that's a big part of it's it. It's like going me. to watch NBA Europe. No, absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's huge. Uh, Nuggets Heat. What do you guys think about that? Nuggets Miami. Man, Denver, I mean, Miami, what the do you Nuggets. Think? The Nuggets were so good last year, and guys. Is 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 Michael Porter Jr. going to be? Do he, you believe in step? Porter Jr. Right. That's that's the question. Right. Like, does he take the step to make them lit- literally a title contender? Because they were that good last year. They yeah. were knocking on the door. He could be the, he could be the piece. Guys made of glass, but man, he really would improve the team. <laughs> it's yeah. True. yeah, it's Absolutely. true. And you know, we get into a couple teams that have really taken steps down. Wizards, Thunder. Uh, I don't know if there is a worse, it, it, at least shape wise, than the Wizards right oh, now. Oh, they're in a they, bad they, spot. They're in a real that bad John spot. John Wall contract. You Man, know, I think a lot of it was, I, you know, they, it, I think they insured it. Thank God. I think insurance, but I mean, but they, you can't get rid of it. You can't play him to try to get rid of it, to justify yep. getting rid of it. And you're worried you've tried and made a premium on bringing Bradley Beal back. And Bradley Beal is a great guy. He seems like he does a lot in the community. He's very charitable and they love him in Washington, but he's not signing. I mean, and we've been trying to figure out what's the move for them. Like, it almost makes sense. Like, you have to send them out as a package, and who's going to take the two of them? Well, like, it's going to be – I don't see how that's going to make any sense for any team. Right. I, it, someone's going to have to explain to me how they would get rid of the wall contract if they can Ugh. do that all power to him. But with, with Beal, you can't run into the same situation that Charlotte did with Kemba. If he's going to go and you're not coming to a deal before the deadline, you got to get something for him. You've got to yep. flip it, and you've got to move on. And and the precedence is you <laughs> right now you can get six or seven picks for that. So, <laughs> you, look, you can't just let them go. Yeah. And I know it's painful – but if it's going to get to the point where it doesn't look like he's signing, you got to trade him and you got to get what you can. And then on top of the Wizards, you got Oklahoma City. Man, that's going to yeah, be rough. an interesting, interesting team this year because <sighs> they've just shipped everyone out. You got Chris Paul there. I mean, I guess he's going to play. I'm not yeah. really sure. Yeah, he's, 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 he's going to play. You've got some other pieces, but man, they're going to. Shay, I'm not sure how you're going to fill that arena, which is typically a pretty rocking arena. I'm not yeah. sure how we're going to do it this year. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. So real rapid fire here with our next set of things. This is where we're going to get into preseason award predictions like who's going to win the big awards and i just want to go i'm going to name you know the award and let's go around very quickly pick who you think has a good shot at this so first thing we're going to do is who do you think is winning the mvp this year uh nick give us a start mvp it's close between two but i'm going to go to anthony davis and i know that's crazy but anthony davis is in a prime position to where he is going to be carrying the load for that team and he's going to have lebron don't get me wrong but he's going to be carrying the load he's got a chance to put up 28 and 12 
every single night. He's yep. healthy. God knows he's rested. I think AD in LA has a very good chance to win the MVP. You said it's this between year. two. I, I, I'm interested. Who's the other one? It's Curry. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah. That's mine. You stepped on it. Yeah. So Steph Curry, I think, speaking of carrying the load, no yep. more Durant. I mean, come on. Steph's going to dominate the ball. Yep. He's going to get, obviously, D'Angelo involved. Draymond's still there. There's no clay. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on Steph, but at the same time, we've seen him come through before. I think we're going to see it this year. I like Steph as MVP. I don't, I don't know if he's uh, handicapped too much to have a chance, but I think it's LeBron. Uh, I think if AD, oh, really? I think if AD and him work, I yeah. think LeBron gets more of the credit than AD, and I also think uh, it lifts his game and all that. Would that be so. the oldest MVP of all time? Probably. It, it, yeah, I think, I think it, it would be. That's crazy, but yeah, it's a good point. Isn't, awesome. it, isn't it weird that when LeBron that's was awesome. 18 that he he looked 35, and when he's 35 he looked 20? <laughs> yeah, like no. I'm like, yeah. man, LeBron. I, I mean, if if he'd shave his Air head, club for men, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, something that probably is in the back of his mind <laughs> that, that there's never. It's been on the forefront of oh, his head. Oh, there <laughs> it is. Nice. There it is. Nice. Wait, so no one said Giannis is going to repeat. I'm ex- I'm interested about that. I, no I, one thinks. He I comes think back. he's going to be extremely dynamic this year. I think that. The fact that he took it home last year, I think there's a lot of people gunning for it. I think that what's happening well, in this offseason. Well, some people were pissed about him taking, taking it home I, last year. I think year. he totally they thought Harden it. was the move. I, I, I don't think so at all. I, I fully agree with Giannis. But I, I think right now there are so many people that were upset that actually are players that they have stepped up their offseason. I'm going to go with you guys on this. I think the person that I am rooting for is Steph. Yeah. Steph Curry. This guy has – I mean, how do you say someone that's won this many championships, you know, we want him to, you know, we want him to do something good and big this year. But, like – the storyline and, and what I feel is somewhat the disrespect towards him over the last little bit. It's not it really fair. Fe- it it's feels not like fair. disrespect. I agree. It absolutely yeah. is. And, and I feel like I there's nothing more than I want to see this guy step into legendary status this year. And I think with what's actually happening and all the craziness, if he does, I mean, he he reaches another level. I, and I know watching, there was a great special that was just out on him watching that special and I was just like that's his mindset that's what he wants to go out and prove yeah. and so I think it's going to be shout out to our boy Barrett who was at a wedding with him last night yeah, yeah. That's, that's so cool that's, that's so cool so rookie of the year who do you guys got for rookie of the year uh this year and my homer says jaw I think uh I think he's going to play so much and he's going to be such an important piece yeah I, I think it's gonna he's going to have the most opportunity and I think his game fits perfectly with the team and the direction of where they're going so I mean there's other guys that I, don't, I think will be impactful there'll be people that will be great NBA players down the road we're going to see that from a Zion from an RJ but I think jaw's the man I yeah. totally I couldn't agree more and you said the right word for me it's opportunity Zion's going to be under such a microscope. So is RJ in New York. Right. I think Jaws in a, in a spot that makes so much sense. He's going to have to facilitate for Triple J and the rest of that team, and he's going to have the opportunity to do it in a, in a small market, in a team that's not really being noticed. I think he's going to get lots of chances. Yeah, for me, it's, it's kind of figuring out which one's going to be more consistent. I think Zion has a better chance to be more consistent. Uh, he's in a little bit of a – he's got probably a better team around him, honestly. And, look, if he comes out and he puts up 20 and 10 his first year – and, and he plays every game or close to every game, I think he's got a really good shot because I think his team has a chance to be better than right. the Grizz. But, but, again, I, I kind of agree with you guys too. Ja has the potential to really pad stats because nobody else besides Tyus off the bench is going right. to be make, getting those kind of assist numbers. And, and, and Ja can put up 20. I love again. it. We all love Ja. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, hey, Porter Jr. is in this mix though, right? Oh, that's, oh, right. that's a really good, Gosh, good he point. Did, he yeah. didn't play any last it's year. It's just so. so hard to tell with it. Look, he's a, I think he was the number 14 pick a couple right. of years ago. And, that's right. And, and traditionally we've had some really good guys go around 14 and 15, including a, the most recent NBA champion, uh, Kawhi Leonard. But I know the talent is there, but, I mean, he even played college ball at Mizzou and got hurt at Mizzou. 
I, we hear about his talent. We hear about the intangibles, but the guy's got to play at some point. But right. his odds, his Vegas odds, he's like fifth yeah. of getting rookie That's of the year. That's pretty good money. I and think. so it, yeah. it, it's certainly money. something to keep an eye on. I think that uh, you're going to see this the first probably 10 to 20 games of the season uh, of what Jaw's going to do in terms of his intensity. If he comes out intense and he's pulling off some of the dunks and some of the things that he did, and <laughs> yeah. if, if he's allowed to come do that. Highlight reel. And the momentum that he can build in the first 10, 20 games and what will happen with these young guys around him too, uh, it could get really interesting. It's going to be a fun year at the Grindhouse. Yeah, I think so too. But also Zion, you know, potential to be huge. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's move on. First team NBA, uh, first team all NBA. What, what do we got? And, and I just kind of want to really quickly jump through this. Marshall forwards. Who do you think forwards we have on the list Some, that possibly can hit this? Yeah, this one was pretty easy for me. The two forwards, I mean, obviously you're going Giannis. And then my other one was Kawhi Leonard. I think obviously he's in a, specific, a perfect spot in LA. He's coming off probably maybe the best postseason, one of the best postseasons we've ever seen. I think he's going to follow that up in L.A. I think those are my two forwards, Giannis and Kawhi. I had a lot of problem with the forwards because when we're looking at it, I certainly think Giannis is there. But picking the next one's tough because I don't think LeBron, George, or Kawhi are going to play that full of slate. And so I I actually lean more towards Blake Griffin because Blake is having a – He had a very good – I know, he had a very good year in Detroit. If Detroit can get better, I think there's a chance – but if not, and the Lakers are successful, even with 65 games, it's I, I would say LeBron and, and right. Giannis. Wow, those, nice. those, those are mine. I got the same. I, I like I like LeBron. I think you're on this, the LeBron train this year. You think just, LeBron's I, playing? I think he's everyone's healthy sleeping and, on him. It, yeah. it kind of goes back to like, why is he not winning more awards when we still think he's one of the greatest players in the sure. game? So. Real quick, staying with you, Joe. Uh, who do you think we got guards? Guards-wise, I'm, I'm going with the scoring machines up here with Harden and Steph. I mean, they, they just do too much with the ball in their hands to not lead in, in all the statistical categories. Yeah, same two for me, Harden yeah. and Steph. Steph and Kyrie. I hate it. I, oh, I, I, no I feel Harden. like I, I feel like Harden's going to be off the floor a little bit more, and I think actually Kyrie may actually play a full season. And he, if, if he does, he's one of the most talented players in the game. Yes. So that's where I'm going Interesting. with. All right, getting into bigs. What do you, what do you think? I took Embiid. I think Embiid takes that next step. I think Horford coming on board takes some pressure off him down low, and he gets to kind of do even more of his game, which is, I mean, he can literally dominate a game yeah. on all aspects. I think Embiid's the number one. I'm gonna get, I, I, I love this list. I think Gobert's really going to be in the running for Defensive Player of the Year again, but yeah. I don't think offensively are there. I'm, I'm going to go with AD. Even though he fancies himself a forward, I'm going to go with AD. <laughs> well, yeah, if you take him as MVP, he's got to be first-team. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for uh, – I like Embiid. <laughs> I, th- I think Embiid's been held back because of his injury, you know, like Agreed. literally playing time. He looks like he's in good shape. The Instagram looks good. Yeah, looks like right. he's done he's some setups. Pumping it he's out. phenomenal, yeah. though. Uh, yeah. I love his he's an uh, amazing trash talk on, yeah. on yeah. the gram as well. <laughs> yeah, I agree 100%. So who gets in the playoffs? Um, you know, we'll, we'll start with the East. Um, <laughs> let, let's pick them down the road. You know, from the, from the East, each of you have to pick a team or two. Who are you picking to get in? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, you got your – to me, Milwaukee's coming back. They're going to be they're going to be back at the top. The one I think sneaks in this year. That's not so. So you had the top eight last year. The one I think, and I actually think the top seven are coming back right. to the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, and I too. inserted a new one. I think Miami gets in this. That's year. interesting. Oh, wow. I think Jimmy Butler pushes that team a little bit further, and they were right on the verge last year. I think he's the he's the piece that kind of pushes them over. I think Miami gets in this year. 
Well, yeah. yeah, the key with the East is there's not a whole lot of change up that you get excited no. about. You know, when I'm Very running down through the list, yeah, uh, I think Indiana's the team that could jump higher in that list. Yeah. Uh, they pick up Malcolm Brogdon and, and took him from Milwaukee. So I think that's a team that was already really solid that could be a lot better. But My sneak in is Atlanta. I hate to say it. But oh, my sneak yes. in, My sneak in for the I eight still want Atlanta, Atlanta to do well. Yeah. Gosh, I, I they're, just, they're doing it right. They were eating it, it the like last they're doing it right. <laughs> they were eating it the last little bit, I feel like, to get here. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's possible. So for the West, you know, what, what, what do we got here in the West? A absolute so, juggernaut Royal Rumble. I mean, it's terrible. We, we talked about the top six. I think I think we probably all agree with Golden State, Denver, Houston, Utah, the Clippers, the Lakers. I think we all feel pretty good about that. The one I think sneaks in this year, I think Dallas. Yes. Oh, I think, love it. I think Dallas gets in behind Porzingis and Luka. I think I think they're going to make the push maybe for the eight spot, which, of course, they're going to immediately be knocked out by yeah. someone. But at least they get in. I agree with all those. I think my eight seed is going to be Sacramento. I think they get there with Ooh, Luke this Sacramento year. Sacramento yeah. makes the and, push. And it's tough, yeah. to, it's tough to put that together with, with them versus Dallas of sneaking in on that last seed. I think yeah. it's going to be Sacktown. Nice. Yeah, those are both great picks. I can't pick anyone that I think – could slide in other than those two. I, sure. I, I, I think it's going to be Dallas myself, but I, I don't see anyone else. No one would them. be more thrilled if New Orleans snuck in, by the way. I'm just <laughs> oh, saying if that, that were to happen, I, would, I, I am really excited line. to watch that That'd team. be so good. Yeah. All right, quickly around the horn, two, two quicks for each of these. Um, conference finals predictions, East-West. East, Nick, who do you have for playing each other in the East Conference finals? Giannis, I love you. I'm going to go Philly and Boston. Okay. Ooh. What, what do you think about the West? I am going to go, actually – I'm going to go. I hate to do it. I'm going Clippers, and I'm going Golden State, baby. Okay. Sorry, LeBron. Oh, nice. Marshall? All right, we got a couple similar ones. I got Philly, and I got them playing Milwaukee. Okay. Giannis is getting back there. And then I got the Clippers playing the Nuggets. Oh, I think the Nuggets nice. are getting there, guys. Interesting. They're doing it. Interesting. Yeah, so what do you, what do you think? yeah, I like I like Philly a lot. Uh, I don't know that I like Boston uh, to get there, uh, but I can't see someone else that's going to beat them as a set there. <laughs> right. like, yeah. yeah, Boston's still too young, but uh, I think that's a really good matchup. Uh, I'd like to see that. So I, I'm going to go with Philly and Boston. And then I'd really like to see uh, the Golden State stay there with the Clippers as well. Yeah, nice. I think I, I think that if Golden State's healthy with Clay by the end of the year, I mean, they, it's not like it, these guys have forgotten how to win. And, yeah. and at that point, yeah, is right. Clay going to be back? Do they want to bring Clay back? I don't know, but I love the position that Golden Everyone's State's in. Everyone's writing them off. I'm right. telling yeah. you right now, Clay is going to play. I don't know how soon he'll be 100%. Clay's going to play a lot of, right. the, of the end of the season. He's going to be ready by playoff time. So yeah. I, I feel like that team, with the chip on their shoulder and knowing what talent they have, they're, they're good enough to win it all. Yeah. So that brings me to my next question. 2019-2020 NBA champion, who do you got around the room? Joe? Yeah, it's yeah, I'm I'm going with the Clippers. I Clip. think I think they're they're just too good, two two way player championship caliber players. I, I think they do it. Right, I Marshall. agree. I'm going Clippers too. They they barely get by Philly. I see I see Philly taking that next step. They're getting right there, but they're not quite going to be able to beat the Clippers. Right, Nick. I'm going Philly. Oh, Philly. you're doing I'm it. Say Philly. You're I, pushing them over. The only reason I say that is, look, I know they lost JJ. That's what worries uh, me the most. And, and I agree. Uh, but the way that they lost to Toronto last year, I mean, I, look, it looked like they were going to lose that game anyway. They probably would have lost it in OT, but to lose in a last-second shot yeah. with Kawhi. Over your and center. they were already and – and, and Embiid was not in good shape. I, I think he's learned his lesson. And I think Embiid in good shape is top three player in the NBA. I think he has that potential. So – I'm, I'm putting my neck out. I'm going to go Philly. I'm going to go and say it, Golden State. That, that's oh, you're doing. I, I want to see. It. It. I like that. Too. I want to see. I have it. Man, Philly. I, I have Philly that. playing Golden State. So. Yeah, and I'd I, love I, to see I think that. that that would be absolutely huge. So, that's our predictions. What are your predictions for this season? Tell us at UpshotPodcast.com. And remember, 
You can grab show notes and links from this show there anytime too. Subscribe to the Upshot Podcast and make sure to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope you enjoyed our predictions for the upcoming season and we will see you next week. You've been listening to the Upshot NBA Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to click the subscribe button so you can get a new Upshot episode every week. And make sure to leave us a review on your podcast app as soon as you're done listening. 